0: you yeah.
1: I'm Charlie Rossiter, and this is Poetry Spoken Here. Our feature today is Propaganda, talking to us from California. He received degrees in illustration and intercultural studies before moving over to hip-hop and poetry. Now, he co-hosts the Red Couch podcast, and with his wife, Dr. Alma Zaragoza Petty, he hosts Hood Politics with Prop on the iHeart Media Network. He you has know, a new book, Terraform, just out from Harper One, and there's an album by the same name, scheduled for release later this year. So, propaganda. I'm so glad we can do this. You got some interesting things to say.
2: Oh man, thank you for having me. Thank you.
1: Okay, I mean, you know, I thought I'd start on something that looks looks pretty central going through the book, mm-hmm. and that is stories. Yes. Okay, because because you got a lot of things saying in there about the not so good stories we live mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. the other people tell about us yeah. and about the world around us. And then the need to do something about that. Yeah. So Why, why don't you philosophize about that a little bit? I, I'd I love that, it. <laughs> I good, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, story from a um, psychological, sociological standpoint is really how we shape identity collective, personal, um, national, it's origin stories, uh, you know, and our myths, our legends. And and I don't say myth in terms of, you know, true or false or right or wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. in the sense that this is the story we tell ourselves that help us understand ourselves in the world we're in. Um, so if those stories are, uh, you know, in my opinion, toxic, um, then they're going to build a toxic environment, um, a worldview that uh, stratifies the people around you in a place to where, um, you know, where you you get you get wonky things like three fifths compromise. You know what I'm saying? Is it's it's, it's yeah. from a bad story, you know. Um, and so I so I think the the importance of like, uh, you know. Really, like examining and interrogating these stories that we've tell ourselves uh, is 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 really step one in imagining a different future and imagining something else, something better for us,
1: yeah. and then the idea of well, getting through to the truth is like such a contemporary issue,
2: yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> piercing through the <laughs> stories. and I think in some ways, it's like I'm not afraid of, you know, narrative and biases I mean like you know all information has a lens like yeah. is this lens destructive is is the question to me you know is this is this story destructive is this story or is the story generous does the story build up you know um that's more what I'm interested in like interrogating man if there's something's destructive man like whether it's you know getting to the truth like even if the truth is something ugly happened it's it's true. You know, like, yeah. and I'm not like. Let's not ignore that. I'm not saying like wipe that away, but I'm saying is that is that really where you? Our camera doesn't have to stay there. There's other areas in this that we can put our camera on that there can help go. us, you know, um, build a better world. Yeah,
1: and also the interpretation.
2: Absolutely. I mean,
1: look, we've you know, just now the world is finding out about the Tulsa massacre, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, and that that really happened. All yeah. years ago and yeah. uh hidden away you know yeah truth to to not fully understand the culture we live in
2: yeah yeah and it's and if by not like yeah like you said like not interrogating that because it's like Tulsa massacre was never not in my psyche like i knew this happened you know what i'm saying like yeah. so as i fast forward to the way that like you know laws and and current protests and the george floyd uprising I'm like this that Tulsa moment is still in my, in the narrative scope. So I know this happened. So when if, but if somebody doesn't, you know, and especially somebody who, who's like, has a heart and a soul and is like, why does this, why is this happening to these our fellow Americans, like, why do y'all, why is this y'all's experience, you know what I'm saying? Without being able to, and why are you so fearful about this moment? Like, why, you know, why are you so on edge? It's like, well, you you don't know the whole story, you know what I'm saying? And like, when you get that, it's like, oh man, the picture comes into, comes into place. And then hopefully like it develops a type of empathy um, that I'm hoping to inspire in everyone, you know?
1: Yeah, and it made, made me flash immediately to these attempts to reinterpret January 6th. Oh yeah. As to what really happened. Yeah. And there's some folks who would be happy to make it just like the Tulsa Masker. hmm a, a totally different story. Yeah. For history, for future generations.
2: Which sings to the power of story, you know, that you just, the idea of like, we have to get a hold of this narrative to make sure it's not what happened, that it's something else. It's yeah. Because we know what story does.
1: Do you do workshops, things like that? I mean, you're- your book has that inspirational tone to it. I can imagine. You yeah, like, I mean, I taught high school, kind of a motivational speaker in a way. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I taught high school for about six years, so I think a lot mm-hmm. of that is just like my 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 teacher oh. coming out. Yeah.
1: Well, you want to read a little something? I like to mix it between talking and.
2: Dude, I'd love to, your man. actual words. Yeah, so I'll, I could read from the um the Mission to Mars chapter. This okay. poem's called "If We Ain't Careful." You know, if we ain't careful. Mars will be just another gold rush. Another pre-Columbian America, scraping, raping, scratching, gouging, making up lines then screaming mine into newly formed oxygen, tapping planetary veins in search of arrogance in the form of rocks, imaginary wealth. You know, the real actual millionaires of the gold rush were the shovel salesmen. I think we going about this all wrong. Mars gonna be another East India Trading Co spilling Mars spice across the most pristine of spacescape until someone starts a war over stuff that used to just come out the ground because somebody used what come out the ground to buy the ground. you know what actually funded the Renaissance was the forests the Atlantic Ocean. you wrong mom money does grow on trees. Money are trees, we just ain't getting them because Europe killed them, chopping them down to build their churches, gentrifying our savers for me and you could get out the nigger quarters. Listen, I ain't salty, hell salt for sale too. Are we finna act like Standing Rock protesters are not absolutely correct? Lakota water sources stained in earth blood, history got bars, rhyming like a mug. You know, if we not careful, our next friendship Will be just another gold rush. People as soul food, utility, transactional, possessive. If we're not careful, our marriages, just another gold rush. People as leisure, as pressure, as lust and identity. It's been my finding that we are much better at crisis than we are wonder, warning. And I'm starting to wonder about that first part, but if the VISA ever got versed, it would body that beat if we not careful. Our own health, It'd be just another gold rush. You too busy taking advantage of you to even enjoy you. To realize your proverbial Fs to give are a fossil fuel, a non-renewable resource. Yes, there's enough of you to go around, but where is your code? Everything ain't for everybody. When's the last time you told something no when the bag was oh so yes? Why are there chunks of you floating around the farmers and the stock market? You couldn't bring your full self to a moment even if you tried, but I tell you what. I've learned the dirt always wins. Trees, when they are ready, split sidewalks, expanding their shoulder blades, earth as of Mars, the planet will be fine, but you need a break. We need each other. And though you don't owe us anything, we're just lucky to be in your orbit.
1: There you go just that's another thing about the about the story let's say the attitude yeah it's like how do you frame it yeah what's going on here you know is this For the sure. great exploration or the great exploitation
2: let's go man look man you could do this on your own man you got it that's it <laughs>
1: i need you you got the content this is beautiful yeah yes man. Yes, yes yeah something else is says stuck out of me and i can't tell you that it's exactly related to what you just read the the whitest email in the world (laughs) yeah i thought that was (laughs) pretty Um, pretty interesting
2: that was fun vignette there yeah yeah it was a it was a it was a moment man like you know a, a time where i had to learn how to like um really like yeah try new things you know uh how can I ever grow my understanding if I'm not willing to experience new things, you know, but you know, white people are into stuff that we just not into, you know? Uh, but why not? You know, maybe it's fun, you know? So, uh, so I was like, well, let me give it a shot. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what I did. I, I went camping. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take, leave this perfectly fine inside to go to a less sufficient inside constructed outside. Turns out it was really fun.
1: <laughs> Speaking of that, that's talking about uh doing new things and that mm-hmm. you have something in the book. Um, I think you call them assignments. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, yeah, terraforming I said project a little Something about that. It's an element of the book. Yeah. Anyone's thinking about this book called Terraform, which is available where everywhere you get books. Uh one of the one of the elements of it is uh prose. Talking about mm-hmm. the issues and ideas and like that. Mm-hmm. There's poetry also talking about the issues in a slightly different way. Yeah. And then there, you know, also uh, propaganda is talking to you kind of directly, quite a bit yeah. in the text about here's what's going on, here's what you could do. Yeah. And there are little sections, a couple pages long with some suggested activities. So you wanna say a little something about so people know what yeah,
2: that is? Yeah, I, uh, I tend to, like a lot of my work tends to like, I stay pretty pretty high in the clouds with my content and like what I like and what I enjoy. Um, So having a like community of a team, you know what I mean? That'll kind of go, hey man, like, I usually don't know what you're talking about until like two, three years later. So is there a way that you could like bring this down to the planet, you know? And this was the suggestion was like, well, why don't you like, give us some like practical, what, what are you trying to say? What are you getting at here that we could actually like apply and, and possibly go back to the book that it's not just like a one and done sort of experience. Um, And that's where like the little terraforming assignments kind of came from. So going along with whatever we were talking about in that chapter are just like three, four little things you can do that like are just exercises for yourself, or you can skip them, you know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm, I hold them loosely, you know, but I think that it helps sort of solidify the sort of the inner work that I'm hoping you're doing as you're working through this book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're not, there's not going to be a quiz.
2: No, there's no quiz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just suggested. Okay. That's cool. Um, Oh, another thing that, uh, you did There's there's this nice little section in the back that's worth the price of admission which is martin luther king's yeah. yeah loving community yeah man and the panthers 10 points
2: right next to each other yeah uh
1: tell, tell folks about about that I, yeah I, I knew the panthers were good guys yeah i didn't know about the 10 points
2: yeah the, yeah, yeah probably so- part of
1: the narrative is some of the world thinks the panthers were not good guys exactly but, you know yeah but they so- were doing a lot of good things
2: amazing things my father was one yeah. and and yeah and uh yeah so the idea that's out of the chapter that we're calling institutional neighborliness because if you think of it, it's kind of a play on like the word institutional racism um which is basically taking this feeling this prejudice you have and inculcating it into the society as an institution and i'm like well what if well, what if we did that with our like desire to love our neighbor like we made it an institution um, so I got the phrase from my homegirl, uh, Nish, White Seth, uh, brilliant thinker. Um, that's where I, I heard the, the, the two put together. Um, and I was like, just so inspired. So, you know, I put those pieces together and kind of wrote that chapter out. So then when I thought about like, well, what would an institutionalized way to be a neighbor look like? So I thought about like Dr. King's beloved community in the way that he put that together and it's like it's just this idea that like my that his faith you know his Christian faith is not solely academic it's like it's displayed in the way for which I love and communicate with others and I think it was very important to place that next to the Panthers who were decidedly not evangelical you know what I'm saying right. um you know so that so that you can see that like the concept of loving your neighbor is not like you know Western church don't own it you know what I'm saying like it's just the right thing to do you know and if this is the box that I pulled it from you know I pull it from the narrative of Jesus as I'm thinking about you know, Dr. King and my grandma and him, you know, um, Amy and them and mother Jones and mother Gladden and, you know, sister Williams and just the way that I've learned what it means to love your neighbor. It's like, well, because it's right. It's cosmic. Yeah. It's universal. This is the right thing to do. So somebody else, if a star is in the sky, like I'm not the only one that sees it, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody on the other side of the planet, see it too, you know? So they saw that, yeah, loving your neighbor's good, you know, and this is how they, attended you know attempt to play it out was in the 10 points uh the 10 points of the black panthers you know which really just had to do with like man just treat me all right like why is it so hard just tr- treat me like you want to be treated like i I don't understand why this is so hard you know
1: yeah and as i went through i'm looking and going whoa it's it's the progressive agenda oh look there's healthcare oh look there's yeah health- how about that? You know, it's like it's all right there.
2: It's all there. It's just uh, look, dude, you can just, afford it. You we're just still waiting for it. We're still yeah, waiting, we're for, still it, waiting but, for it. Yeah, we're still
1: waiting for it. Uh it's it's there. I mean, that's yeah, that's the good guy agenda, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah, it's just the good guy <laughs> agenda. Yeah, it's just it's not that radical. Like no. one of the things is saying decent, we just want decent housing. Yeah. It was okay. just it was just like pretty crazy. Yeah, or are you looking for Karl Marx to come around the corner? No, like it just just want decent housing, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, how about how about
1: reading another little something?
2: Yeah, bro. Uh, it's great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> speaking of institutions, um, I could read the twenty years poem, uh, that's out of the the truth is yelling at you chapter, um. You know what, let me switch on you. Let's do the two minutes and 30 seconds poem. Okay. Yeah. So in 2017 for two minutes and 30 seconds, we were on Pangea, one land, one nation, one country. And I and my ancestors were the same age, two minutes, 30 seconds. We saw how small we were. We saw how privileged we are to see how small we are. We saw Black was beautiful and mixed metaphors can speak volumes. And if you just let Black be Black, it blocks out the light. The light reveals the brilliance it didn't even know it had. You know, we should trust Black more. And the planet knew we needed it. We were two days away from Nazis marching on American soil, spitting the most vile irony on the greatest generation rhetoric. We were two days away from cars driving into peace, white lives matter, blood and soil, appropriated Polynesian mosquito repellent turned white hoods, tiki torches turned burnt crosses, frat boy uniforms in all khaki, which were kind of funny though, but... Two days ago, we were one planet. Two minutes, 30 seconds. Our perspective was orbital. And wouldn't you know it, when you look back down at the ground from space, the word United States isn't written across the ground. It don't look like the maps streaked across the globe, streamed revolution televised, bend Oregon highways turned into one ways to support the traffic. Kim Jong was singing Bob Marley. Vlad French kissed Trump. ta and Cornell squashed their beef. Biggie and Tupac did a song together. Elvis finally admitting to being an appropriator and gentrifier. Weinstein thought twice about unzipping. Stormy Daniels and the Prophet Daniel drank Thunderbird and Meek. He was set free early. Two minutes, 30 seconds. I straightened my side eyes over them silly red hats and hippie white girls with hula hoops. Who cared about traffic on the 405? Heavenly bodies just showed off their curves and beautiful stretch marks. Space can be so sexy. We let our appetite for destruction satiate for a second. Traded our guns for roses, two minutes, 30 seconds. Was you too cool for the glasses? Was you too stupid to not look directly at it? Did our president actually look directly at it? After every expert said, don't look directly at it? Did you laugh? Hey, but you ever made out with somebody you know you shouldn't have? Hey, you touched something you know you wasn't supposed to touch? Hey, you ever seen the eclipse? Milky Way, you ever been to Stonehenge? You ever felt connected to Mayans and Druids at the same time? Dogons, Egyptians, Etruscans, Ethiopians, two minutes, 30 seconds. You ever experienced something that was so far above you and was gonna happen whether you was there or not, yet it felt like the entirety of the cosmos conspired just to show you something about yourself, two minutes, 30 seconds. I can't wait for the next one.
1: Oh, yeah. I like it when you take that big view.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. It was funny, man. It was like I was driving down the freeway during that full solar eclipse in 2017 with my head all out the window, trying not to like hit nobody. And I'm looking at all the other cars also with their head up out the window. And we're like, why don't we just pull over? This is, let's just pull over. So I pulled over and now you having this moment with this total stranger that is like, it's so far above us. It's so beautiful. It's happening. And I'm like, it'd be so stupid to be thinking about anything else except for what's happening right now. You know? So I was like, dude, like, man, we could use that. We could use that type of, like, thinking right now, you know?
1: Yeah. I just looked at my notes here because we're, we're just about running out of time. Oh, okay. I said, I just I didn't ask you about being the only guy in the household.
2: Woo! <laughs> It's something, man. What do you You got to say? Bro, like, what I got to say is, huh? Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's basically that, like, huh, okay, what what do you need from me? You know? And just, like, trying my best to, like, understand and enjoy and grow uh, and force myself into conversations that I'm really not wanted in, but... At the same time, I have to try because not trying is worse than stumbling. Yeah, that's that's being a girl dad, you know, in a house of all girls. It's just like I'm cleaning hair out of various drains, and I'm trying my best to understand something I don't, and it's great.
1: <laughs> well said.
2: Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but I, saw that. I had to think about that, you know, because. Yeah. As my wife always comments on being the only woman there's only my one son but mm-hmm. but there's only one of her and there's two of us yeah and so uh you know it's got to be something
2: it is man never- i love it like i love it it i am exhausted though like because you're thinking all the time you know what i'm saying <laughs> like there's just you know just the the like offhand comments you you know i would say to my son you know which is like I don't know even if that's good, you know what I mean that I'm like right. I'm not considering my son's you know social emotional development, you know what I'm saying, like that's probably worse you know but uh but just little things like it just made me more aware of like how do I sound to them what am i what's how is this how is this washing over them what are they communicating to me, and how is there another way to see the world you know than in a way that like is not natural to me, but like I have to learn how to see. Yeah. You know?
1: I just want to ask you that because part of part of the book uh, you present yourself. Yeah. In addition to your ideas. Yeah. And that's a part of it and other elements of it and your, your grandmother and yeah. the old neighborhood and all those kinds of things. So yeah, just to give people one more little bit of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Dig into your psyche a little bit more.
2: <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah, okay. That's it. Well
1: that about does it, my man. This was wonderful. Yeah. I really enjoyed so uh, talking to you and uh, hearing your work.
2: Well, I appreciate that, sir. Thank you for having me, man. Great.
1: I'm Charlie Rossiter. You're listening to Poetry Spoken Here, our feature today, propaganda talking to us all the way from California with his new book, Terraform, and an album coming out sometime this year. Be with us again next time to Let Poetry Speak to You. You've been listening to Poetry Spoken Here. I'm Charlie Rossiter, inviting you to join us again next time to let poetry speak to you. Music for today's program was written and performed by Jack Rossiter-Mondley. And remember, Poetry Spoken Here is more than a podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com poetryspokenhere. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com poetryspokenhere.